said it, and he will do it. He said it, and he will do it. Say that with me. He said it, and he will do it. Do you believe that? He said it, and he will do it. And here's the crazy thing about promises. The promises, when we think of the word promises, we think all of the great things that he's promised. Well, there's other promises he made that don't, do not have a good end. So we need to decide what promises we're going to lay claim to. That's right. We need to decide which promises we want to be in the middle of. And then live our lives in such a way so that that promise is the one that unfolds in us. Amen? So we have to choose, and we all have the opportunity today, and what better time is there than now? Uh, to enter into a new season, a new year, a new opportunity, a new timeline. What better opportunity is there for us than now to engage in this moment and to move into this moment and to prepare ourselves, uh, to position ourselves, to allow his promises, the ones that we smile about, to allow those promises to be fulfilled in our lives. Are you ready today? Are you ready? Say this with me. He said it. He will do it. So we begin this, this, ser- this service, this first service this morning, promises a kept word. Everybody say a kept, a kept word. So in this series, we're going to discover the, all the different ways, or many different ways, not all, but we're going to discover the different ways that our Father, that our Father, that Yahweh God is taking care of us and we, how he will always fulfill, always fulfill Always say it always, one hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent of the time, he will fulfill his word to us. If there's ever been a single time where we feel like he didn't fulfill that word, it's probably and it's absolutely because it wasn't his word. Sometimes we want something so bad, and we need to be careful. Sometimes we want something so bad we make it his word. But it was never his word in the beginning. It wasn't anything he promised us. It's something we wanted him to promise us. And we wanted it so bad, we begin to speak it, declare it, claim it, as though he said, this is what I want to do for you. And let's recognize some of these today. Let's move into this new year with our eyes wide open. Can we do that today? Are you ready? Turn with me in your Bibles, please, to Matthew chapter 7. Let's go there. Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to be reading out of the English Standard Version. And let me say to those of you that are watching online today, you are streaming us and you've been streaming us for some time. Uh, In fact, let me see, um, let me try to find something real quick. This is going to really shift things a bit, but I want to try to find an email that I received. Mahala, didn't you tell me this morning that it was, can you find that for me and let me read it from your phone, please, so I don't uh, get uh, all discombobulated here. But I received from someone who streams us every single week, I received a couple of weeks ago uh, an email, which I receive emails often from people who have streamed us or messages, um, direct messages uh, from people who stream that I've never met, likely will not meet, but they've streamed us and share how the message of this house is changing their life and what it's done for them. Let me know when you find that. And um, I'm just going to keep talking until you do. So, so depending on how much you want, me, you want to hear me say, that, de- that will determine how fast you look for that word. But I'm always blessed by 
the impact that we are having on the people that stream us every single week. I really don't know how many people stream us. What I do know is that Facebook uh, reached out to us some time ago and said that we had about 2,500 people that were streaming, even though I, I don't know how they come to that conclusion because I can't find those numbers, but they did. And, uh, and maybe it's a ploy. But this is, uh, this is a message that we did receive from someone who has been streaming us and I just want to read this to you exactly the way they wrote it to us to me it says this says ever wonder if live streaming is worth it read this first of all it says happy birthday Steve you are you sir are appreciated even 1,179 miles away You see, I had walked away from Christ for nearly 13 years. I had abandoned all that I had ever been taught. I prided myself in, quote, doing what it took to survive, unquote. I was on a path of destruction, but God had plans for me. You see, I began watching you and your ministry online Sunday mornings in 2013. I don't even know who this is. God began to pull back the, and I don't mean to be offensive if you're watching right now. I, I just, I'm blessed that you're watching. I hope to come to know who you are. God began to pull back the layers of a calloused heart through you until a former youth leader invited me and my son back to church for Easter. That Sunday, this 280-pound man bawling his eyes out could not get to the altar fast enough to repent. Praise God. In August, my longtime girlfriend and I were married, and today I've been the maintenance team lead at my church for six years and on the pastor's advisory board for three. I say this not boastfully, but honored to serve. You see, Yahweh God used you to bring me back to the saving knowledge of grace. Kingdom work is being fulfilled because of you. Happy birthday. What a wonderful, what a wonderful... um, So... You know, I don't know who that is, but I I want to thank you for watching since 2013, almost seven years now. Um, You've been streaming. I didn't even realize we'd been streaming for that long, but I want to thank you and all of you that are watching and you are streaming online. My prayer is that if you are not able to be here and streaming is your only option, then gather those who can with you in your house or wherever it is you watch from. Gather your neighbors, gather your family. And watch. I can tell you that the word of the kingdom is coming out of this house, and this is not the church. These are churches that are gathered, and you are a church where you gather. So let the kingdom word, let the gospel of Jesus Christ begin to impact you there just like it is here, and gather those with you that have an ear to hear and an eye to see. Amen? Amen. In Matthew chapter 7, let's begin with verse 7, and it reads like this. It says, ask, and it will be given to you you we could hang out right there for a while ask and it will be given to you say it with me say if I ask ask, it will be given to me then he said seek and you will find you don't have to say that seek and you will find knock and I will open the door for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be opened which one of you if his son asks him for bread will give him a stone or if he asks for a fish which of you would give him a snake if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children How much more will your Father who is in heaven 
give good things to those who ask him. Again, I begin a series in this service today called Promises, and this one is a kept, the subject of today is a kept word. And let me start by making this statement. Promises, look me right in the eye, promises were not made to be broken. This is going to get a little touchy in a couple places perhaps today. But let's say it again because we need to wrap up this year so that we can enter into the new one doing it right. Amen? Amen? Amen. Say it with me. Say promises Promises. were not made made to be broken. broken. Let's consider for a moment how many promises we as people make and then break. Let me give you just a moment to consider that. Powerful word. Let me give you just a moment to consider. Think about this. I want you, I'm going to give you a moment of silence, not to pray, but to be honest. And I'm going to give you just a moment of silence this morning because I want you to consider what promises or agreements you entered into this year and then broke. Don't tell me. I just want you to consider it. What promises or agreements did you enter into with someone, an organization, a company, whatever it is, and then broke the promise? Are you considering? Consider it. You entered into an agreement or you entered into a a promise with someone, a company, an organization, something, and then along the way broke the promise. Let me ask you this question before I go any further. As you consider this, how many of you, when you've broken a promise, did it bother you to break the promise? Raise your hand. Let me see your hand. Let's be honest. How many of you can admit that you have broken promises? Raise your hand. Anybody that did not raise your hand, you are a liar and need to repent. It's true. Every person in here has broken a promise at some point. Has violated an agreement between you and another about something. So... If we consider how many promises we make and break, every time we break a promise, what does that do to our reputation? What does it do? It dwindles it. It affects our... Would we agree? Can we agree that every time we come into an agreement with a person or a... An entity, let me say entity, that's something that's outside of a person. It might be a, a contract, it might be a car, might be a home, might be a whatever, might be a whatever it is, loan. We entered into an agreement and then we broke that. How many have ever, I'm going to put us on the spot. Can I do this this morning? Because I want to get us somewhere. I want to show us what potential looks like. How many of us, and there's no shame, because everybody's broken a promise. Can we agree? Everybody's broken a promise. Everybody has done it. How many of us have entered into a promise, and when you made the promise, you were pretty certain you weren't going to be able to keep it? Raise your hand. You were just hoping, man, if the chips will fall correctly. 
And one of those things is because I've sat with people in my office before, they've bought vehicles. I entered into an agreement to buy this vehicle and if everything goes right, I can do this thing. Well, you've, you've already entered into an agreement. You can't enter into it and then say, I hope <laughs> I can fulfill my agreement. So how many again would say you've entered into some promises or agreements in the past, you've entered into a promise, you promised something, and you, you, knowing going into it, you thought, man, I really hope I can fulfill this. Let's, let's see your hand. You've really, you've done that. Now, how many have entered into a promise? You had all intention of fulfilling that promise, but then there were reasons beyond your control. Okay, listen to me, because I'm going to define these clearly. But there were reasons beyond your control some people are in here like, man, I can't raise my hand because the person I broke the promise with is sitting on the other side of the room. I don't know that. I, I really don't know that. But because of circumstances beyond your control, the agreement was broken. How many would say that? But they were circumstances beyond your control. That's probably most of the time. Now, let me ask this question. Now, how many people entered into a promise or an agreement you have at some point have entered into a promise or an agreement and then you broke it due <laughs> well, let me see let me let me phrase this correctly let me see how I can how I can say that just you broke it just because it didn't work to your advantage anymore you could fulfill the agreement but the benefit of the agreement had been lost Oh, you know you have. James, he's like, yeah, man, I'm telling you, I made an agreement with my dad. And <laughs> yeah, James, we call you think you're behind that camera, but we got you, we got you. But you entered into an agreement, and then when you found, when you entered into the agreement, your intentions were right, but when the agreement didn't serve you well, even if you could fulfill the agreement, you backed out. Sure you have to. You have to. Raise your hand up. Get it. Ah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Why are we doing that? Are we doing that to call people out? No, we're doing that to show you. Well, maybe a little bit, but we're doing that because I don't want to go into an agreement with any of you. No, I'm just kidding. We're doing that to show the difference of where we are in Adam and where we should be in Christ. See, Adam doesn't have a problem saying to the Father, I will serve you, I will honor you, I will do everything you ask me to do. But then when I'm hungry and I need something to eat, I'm going to listen to this woman that you gave me and I'm going to eat of the fruit. I'm going to break our agreement because your, our original agreement no longer serves me. It's not fruitful to me. So I'm going to eat the fruit. It doesn't benefit me anymore. So even though I could do this thing, I'm going to choose not to do this thing because I don't like how it's going to impact me. I'm not, I don't even really care how it impacts you. And here's the truth. When we break an agreement that we're able to fulfill, listen to me, please. When we break an agreement that we're able to fulfill, what we're doing is saying that the other person really doesn't matter. And we're saying we're the most important person on the planet. 
we have taken a position of selfishness that requires repentance. I'm getting us somewhere with this. You ready for this? It's a journey. But before we can begin this journey of promises and a kept word, we have to make our word like his word. Now, there are a lot of things that many of us have done, a lot of promises that many of us have broken. We've all broken promises. We've all broken agreements. And there's nothing we can do to change that today. It's been changed. What we can do is change, or we can't change yesterday. We can change today. And we can change tomorrow. And we can go into this with a very different perspective. And that's what I want us to talk about today. See, because breaking promises is not the way of Christ. It is the way of Adam. But it is not the way of Christ. See, there are people today that can't even get a car because they've made so many promises to car companies. They've come into contracts with them and they've broken it so many times they can't even get a car today even if they can afford the car. They can't get an apartment. They can't get a home. They can't get a whatever you want because they've broken so many contracts. They, can't even, they have a hard time keeping friends because they continue to break promises. They can't even get a friend. And when they get the friend, the friend finds out you don't keep your promises. You don't, you're not faithful. You're not loyal. You don't stand by your word. Your word means nothing. There was a time in America where a handshake was more important, was more valid than a signature at the bottom of an, an agreement. Because people knew if you shake my hand and you say you will do it, in, in, in the lifetime of generations in this building, handshakes was all that it took. Because a promise made was a promise kept. In every sense of the word, a promise made was a promise kept. And the person making the promise and coming into the, the agreement would move hell and earth, if possible, heaven and earth, in any way that they possibly could in order to fulfill that promise. If it was within their means, they were going to do whatever they could to fulfill that promise. See, that's the way of Christ. See, what's separates us a little bit, a lot of bit, from Christ is that he's never made a promise that he has not kept. Amen. And the reality of it is when you and I consider the promises that we've made, the ones that I think hurt the heart of the Father the most, there are times that we come into agreements, there's nothing we can do about it. Something happens, you get laid off, whatever, and, it, and something happens. But there's other agreements we come into where we just decide we're not going to do it anymore because it doesn't serve us. And we think there's a better way. So we don't do that anymore. Those are the ones that require a level of repentance from you and me. Because when the Father looks at that, we have to consider how would Christ respond to an agreement like that. And listen, I'm going to tell you what he did. He promised, he said, if you will send me into the earth, I'm going to be obedient unto death and I'm going to go into the earth and I'm going to die for these people that I have not yet met. And I know that they're loathsome. I know that they are rascals. Nevertheless, I'm going to fulfill the agreement and I'm going to die on a cross for these people that are even going to reject me. It's not going to serve me well. They're going to spit on me. They're going to abuse me. They're going to shove thorns in my head, a spear in my side. They're going to whip me on the back with a cat of nine tails. 39 times they're going to abuse me, make me carry this thing. I'm going to near bleed to death before I even get on the cross. Yet... I'm going to keep my promise. I said to you, whatever you ask of me, not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. And I promised that if, if people would seek me, 
they could find me. So no matter what condition they're in, I'm never going to say to them, well, this relationship isn't serving me well anymore, so I'm breaking my promise. I'm closing my door to you, and you can never enter into my kingdom. That's not the way of Christ. That is the way of Adam. And whatever Adam that we find in ourselves, and we've been on this journey for years, I want to get Adam out of me. I want to get the Adam out of me. And I can't do that because I speak the right words. I do that because Adam is supplanted when Christ is imparted. When, as the more Christ I receive, the less Adam can exist in me. And I want to draw that. And what I have to do is I have to keep recognize what are the promises of God? What has he spoken to me? What has he promised you? What has he promised me? What has he said to you? If you will do this, I will do that. And really, if you think of it in simple terms, it couldn't get any easier. He said, hear and obey. If you will simply hear my voice and then obey my voice, I will make these things come together for you, but don't put words in my mouth. I will do what I said I would do, but I won't do what you say I'll do until you're saying what I say. And when you begin to say what I'm saying, you will find that every promise I've ever spoken, I've kept. I can tell you in this room and watching online today, God has never spoken a single promise, never released a single word that he has not fulfilled. Not one. Every word he has ever spoken, he has fulfilled. Every word. Never one thing left undone. He's fulfilled it. Because... He's going to be God when you go to bed tonight. Just like he was God when you got up this morning. I was sharing with my family on Christmas Eve as we were having communion. I was sharing with them and I felt moved to just share with them a little bit about my position in the Father. I'm not perfect. I'm not any more perfect than anybody in this room. But I'm I'm more passionate about the things of the kingdom than a lot of people I know. Not everybody, but a lot of people I know. It really matters to me, every single decision that I make, it really matters to me what the Father thinks about that. It matters to me. It matters to me if I think he's not going to like where I'm going, if he's not going to like what I'm saying, if he's not going to like any laziness I might experience, any whatever, you, you fill in the blanks, I don't know what they all are, but whatever it is, it matters to me. With every fiber in me, I want to honor him. With everything that is in me, I want to love him and I want him to know whatever you ask of me, whatever agreement that I strike hands with you on, you can sure be certain that my yes and amen is going to be a yes and amen just like your yes and amen. Not a yes today, and a maybe tomorrow. And I'm sorry it didn't work out the next day. My yes and amen is going to be a yes and amen today and it's going to be a yes and amen tomorrow. See, the way of Christ is when he releases his word, he releases it. Why is he releasing it, Michaela? He releases it for his glory and he's using you to bring glory to himself. 
He will glorify you, but not so that you look glorified. He glorifies us. See, Christ said, I will share my glory. I want to share my glory with the sons and daughters that you have given me. We talked about that in the last service, the last one I preached. I want to share my glory with the sons and the daughters that you give, but he doesn't share his glory with you and me just so that we can look glorious. He shares his glory with us so that we can glorify him, so that we can glorify him in a way that reflects him. And in context of what I'm speaking to you today about promises, I can tell you he shares his glory with us so that we can also keep our promises, so that we can make a difference. See, this is the thing, Kent. If I come into agreement with people on the, on the earth and then I continue to break those agreements when they don't serve me well or when I don't like it or they make me mad or they offend me, no matter what it might cost me to fulfill that agreement, if it is possible in any way to fulfill that agreement, I am glorifying the Father. And I am going to fulfill whatever that agreement is. I had a guy come out to my house some months ago I had we have a tree beetle or tree bug or tree whatever that's killing my trees so I had to I had a guy come out and he charged me a certain amount of money for the entire day to come out and cut down some trees at my house so he said I'll, I'll cut the, for this amount of money I'll cut down everything I can well I ended up I can't remember now what the number was I think eight trees seven trees whatever it was I had a lot of trees and I told him I entered into the agreement and I said I'm going to pay you for a day's work <coughs> And he came out and he finished the job. But he finished the job earlier than expected. So he sent me an invoice. And he said it was $300 less than it was supposed to be. He said, I'm only going to charge you this because it didn't take a full day. I said, but my agreement says that I'm paying you for a full day. So he actually refunded $300 through PayPal and I paid him again. Not because... He did the full day's work. He did what I went into an agreement with. That glorifies the Father because that man goes away and he knows that I'm the visionary of the rock. I didn't do it because I'm the visionary of the rock. I did it because I want to reflect the will and purpose of God. I want Christ to be evident in me. I could have said, well, it doesn't serve me well to give you $300 because I'm about to go on vacation and I could use that $300. You clearly don't need the three. I could have justified it in a thousand ways. You don't need the 300. You wouldn't be given 300. But you wouldn't even have offered it, let alone refunded it. But this is the agreement we came into. So here's your $300 back. And he sent me a very nice text in response. Didn't expect this. Blown away. Never happened before. When he says it, when the father says it, he does it. When you say it, what do you do? When I say it, what do I do? See, when the father decided, man, I got to move along already. But when the father, maybe I should have done this a second service. But when the father decided that he was going to create mankind, he was going to breathe into you and me. When the father decided that he was going to create these moving parts made out of dirt called human humans, and he decided he was going to create them and he was going to breathe life into them, when he did that, he recognized the potential 
for each of those that he created to not keep promises, to not keep their word. But he also recognized, if I keep my word to them, I give them something to lay hold of. And I show them, teach them the value of a word. So my question is today, do we get the value of our word? In the way that Christ understood the value of his word. Not my will, but your will be done. And then he said, if they seek me, they will find me. If they ask, I'm going to give. If they knock, I'm going to open a door. I'm going to open it. If it's my word to them and they're coming into agreement with me, they're going to be seeking those things that will be life to them. They're going to be asking questions that will cause growth to come to them. And they're going to be knocking on doors so that when that door is open, they can enter into a place where they have never been before and where there is a fulfillment that, they, that is beyond what they ever thought was possible. So I'm going to give them the opportunity to seek me, to ask me questions, and to knock on the doors of my heart, to the knock on the doors of my purpose, to knock on the doors of what vision that you have put in me for mankind. And if they seek me, I'm going to make them aware of what is possible, even when in the middle of all of it, oh, they frustrate me. Even in the middle of frustration, even when the agreement isn't working out as well for me as it is for them, if they seek me, I'm going to keep my word. And if they can keep their word going into 2020 like I keep my word. Be glorified, Father. Be glorified, Father. Seek, and you will find is a promise that he is going to keep. He has never, ever played hide and seek with us. Listen to me today. Can we enter into 2020 with this? How can I see this? Can we enter into 2020 in this way? I'm going to make right the promises that I've broken that I'm aware of. It might be out of your control, but you can repent for them. Because if you do not repent and even recognize that promises broken require repentance, whether it's by our own fault or not, a word given that is broken requires repentance. We've all done it. You might not be able to go back and fix whatever was broken in its entirety. But we can repent. And we can begin again. We can begin to line up, Brian, in the way that Christ did. See, he does not in any way, with you and me, play hide and seek. 
he reveals himself a little bit at a time. A little here and a little there, and there's a reason. This seems disconnected, it's connected. Let me show you how. He said, if you seek me, you will find me, but you will never find all of me in one seeking. If you not, the door will be open, but you will never find all of me on the other side of a single door. If you ask, you will receive, but you will never receive all of the answer because you ask once. You hearing me? He releases just enough because what's more important to Christ than simply giving us what we want is that we walk with him. He says, let me give you this much because you can take this much. And if I give you this much, you can keep that. You can lay hold of that. You can say yes and amen to that and cling to that. And then when we've walked and that part is fulfilled, if you ask again, I'll give you more. So his promise to you and me, a promise kept is this. He said, if you seek me, you will find me. If you ask, I'm going to give it to you. And if you knock, I'm going to open a door to you. But don't stop seeking. Don't stop asking. Don't stop knocking. Because my rooms are innumerable. My answers cannot be measured by number. And if you will press in, if you will press in to me, I will show you what a promise looks like that is kept. If you will press into me, he says, I will show you what a promise looks like that is kept. His ways, if they're not our ways today, can we repent so that his ways become our ways? Or better said, our ways become his. Can I repent of my way? If you're a contract breaker, if you're an agreement breaker, can we repent today so that we're contract keepers? We're promise keepers. Didn't that used to be a... Can we make it right today so that our word is like his? Father, I'm going to, I know it's in me that I'm going to say this to Archie Phillips and when I speak this to Archie Phillips, I'm going to fulfill that word, hell or high water. Whether the enemy, every enemy in hell, every imp, every demon, everything in heaven and earth can rise up against me to stop me. But if it's your word to me, I'm going to fulfill the word. And I'm going to give your word to him. I'm seeking you. And the more, listen to this. When we seek him, this is the amazing thing about it, Judy. When we seek him, what happens is he begins to release to us the promises we've been waiting for. He doesn't just gift us. He doesn't just say, here's your package. Open that baby. He says, here's the way to be fulfilled in that. You got to keep seeking me. He gives us the pathway. 
He doesn't give us a wrapped box with a bow. He gives us a pathway. And when we keep walking, and what happens with people is they give up on the Father. They break their promise. You know what? I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to press into you. I'm going to seek and knock and ask. And I'm going to do all of these things. And when it doesn't come in a pretty box with bows, suddenly when they wake up the next morning, there's a blaming of God. Instead of saying, oh, this is a journey, not an event. A kept word. This is the nature of Christ. Can it be the nature of you and me? A kept word. Let me say this. I said to the team before we came out here this morning, I've got to wrap this up, but I said to the team before we came out here this morning, it's been in my heart for a while, but I really want to make sure and focus on this. I'm going to give opportunity for people to come to the saving knowledge of Christ in every single service, whether there are 10 or none that respond. Because I love him so much with every fiber in me. If he can fix this guy I'm not even completely fixed yet but if he can give me hope that I can become a mature son and he can mend some of the broken parts that he's already mended and he's willing to mend some of the broken parts that are still broken if he can do that in this guy he can do that in anyone I don't know as I look back over the years, as I look back prior to when I came to receive Christ in July the 8th of 1985, I don't know how many times I might have heard an altar call, what we would call in traditional circles an altar call. I don't know how many times I heard it, but I can tell you I I don't recall certainly ever hearing one that I responded to until that day. until July the 8th, 1985. I know I had heard people say some pretty amazing things, demonstrate amazing moments in Christ. I remember even a time when I had an encounter with Christ and I wasn't even saved. I had no relationship with Christ, but had an encounter with Christ. But it didn't move me to salvation. But when Holy Spirit came and he said, son, today's the day. There are people seeking for something that they know not of. And they're asking for things they know not of. And they're knocking on doors. They have no idea what's behind it. And if there's anything in me and in the churches of this assembly that we can do to lead them to the right door, help them ask the right question and seek the right Savior. If we can be a part of that, so be it. And we say, yes and amen. And Father, to that, I strike hands and come into agreement with you today. I will not conclude a service without giving opportunity for someone to come and know you. And if they are present, whether in this building or on the other side of that lens, if they are present, 
I trust you will do your work. Whether I see them or I do not see them, you will do your work. Now, let me wrap this up like this. I'm going to ask you to do something. He's kept every promise he's ever made. We have not. Let that be part of our past and not our present. Let the testimony of broken promises in our lives be part of our past. Broken agreements be part of our past, not our present or tomorrow. I want to pray today that our new year is full of kept promises, mended relationships, and a coming to Christ. Not coming to, again, not coming to, (laughs) Steve, let me not say it that way. I don't want anybody to tune me out right now. Ten minutes ago would have been better. But I want people's coming to Christ to be a coming to Christ. Not a coming to an idea. Not coming to a thought. Not coming to a hope. But a coming to Christ. And when we get in Christ, and Christ gets in us, the earth shakes. Our earth. I'm not talking about the whole earth. I'm talking about our man. Our Adam shakes. Our earth shakes. Because immediately he comes in and he begins to... My wife and I stayed in a hotel on Saturday night, as Friday night in Nashville, Tennessee. And I thought, while we were staying in that hotel, we got a great deal. It was free. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> and I thought, this is a... This is a good situation. This is going to be good. I'm going to get a good night's sleep before I have to drive 12 hours to get home. I never drive 12 hours, ever. I know, Tim. (laughs) But we're laying in that bed, and about 5 o'clock in the morning when the first airplanes start taking off, it sounded like the whole earth was shaking. I mean, we were under the runway. (laughs) Suddenly, my eyes are wide open. I mean, the building is shaking. And then I'm thinking, this wasn't a good choice. (laughs) The bed is comfortable, but I can't sleep. But this is what Christ wants to do in us. He wants to shake our earth. And his promises are yes and amen. Can we let him do that? Let his word shake your earth. I'm not talking about the ground you stand on. I'm talking about the ground you are. Let his word shake your earth. Repent of what is behind you because this is what's reality today. Sometimes we have forgotten the contracts we broke and we never repented of them and yet they still haunt us in the denial of what's in front of us. Today we are being reminded of those things that might be hindering you. If you can repent today of the contracts that were broken, the promises you made that were broken, repent today, you might not be able to 
correct that fully in the eyes of man, but you can correct it in the heart of God. And if you will correct that today, I'm telling you today, some of you that have been waiting for opportunities to come, he will release those opportunities to come to you now because repentance has come. He can't do anything with unrepentance. His hand is withheld. But man, when we repent, he can open heaven and earth. And he can say, now, now, you recognize that that did not reflect me. But a promise kept does. Can we take this position today? We're going to let him shake our earth. We're going to repent of those promises that we have not kept. And we're going to allow him to work in us so that we can in the way he does. Amen? Amen. Stand with me if you would, please. Father, I am blessed today to walk with these churches that gather in this assembly every single week. Those that are on the other side of that lens that gather every single week. Yahweh, you are a good and a faithful God and it is through your anointing and through the anointing of Christ that we are changed and our eyes are open and we are able to see what we could not if it were not for you. I pray today for every man and woman that is in this room that you will cause us to reflect on those places where there has uh, been a... We, we, have, we felt justified in breaking promises or contracts because it didn't serve us well. So we felt justified in, in just bailing out or doing whatever or what, for whatever reason, we repent today. We take a position of repentance today so that you can really release to us the fullness of what your word has been to us since the very beginning. And if there's anybody in this room today that does not know Christ and you have never received Christ, I want to tell you today that he loves you and his promise to you is that if you will seek him, you will find him. His promise to you is that if you will knock, he will open the door. His promise to you is that if you will ask, Father, redeem me. His promise is he will and he has never broken a promise. Now the answer to his promises might not always be exactly the way we think it's going to be. But the answers that come are always the right ones. So if you're under the sound of my voice, if you're in this room or you're online today, and you'll say, Steve Parker, I do not know Christ, but I want to know Christ. I want to repent, and I want relationship with him. I want to enter into an agreement with him that I'm going to serve him, and I'm going to honor him. I'm going to repent of those things that have separated me from him today, and I'm going to enter into relationship with him today because of his grace. I choose to enter in today. If that's you, would you lift your hand? Would you lift your hand? Is there anybody here? If you're online today, I'm speaking to you and I'm saying to you, it's your opportunity. If you will receive him, he will change your life. You will never be the same again. You will never be the same. Make 2020 different than every year before it. Own it. It belongs to you. Make your promises good. He said it, he will do it. Let it be said about you. You said it and you will do it because the Christ anointing rests in us. Amen? I bless you. I love you. Greet one another.